look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. Thanks for joining us for another edition of More Than Money here on News Talk 770. <clears throat> a good show lined up for you today. We're going to get a bit of an update on the markets with Manulife's Dan Janice. We're going to get a bond guy's perspective on what the heck the markets are telling us, where the fears are, the risks, and the opportunities lie, and what is all this about negative yields, and how do you make money when you've got bonds that you have to pay people to actually uh, own? So we'll get Dan Janice's take on that and a little bit about how it uh, potentially affects income. We're going to find out how Albertans feel about their doctors today. You might be surprised. And, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about seniors, as we often do. But how do we actually feel about our seniors here in Alberta? There's a new poll that's been out, and uh, we're going to talk to, uh, to the executive vice president of the company that put that out to get some insights as to how we feel about, about what we're doing for seniors in this province and how they're contributing. So I want to welcome to the show David Valentin. He's the executive VP of Main Street Research. David, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So most Albertans seem to feel value or value the contributions of seniors, uh, but there's room for, for growth, according to this most recent poll that you and, uh, and Post Media did. Maybe just give us a bit of background on what the poll, what you were looking for in this, and we'll talk about the, uh, what you found. Sure. Well, what we were looking to find out is, is whether people think their contributions are making a difference and whether they're being appreciated or not. And also to look at how senior citizens are being treated. Are their contributions uh, valued? And and do people think that their communities across the province are doing enough? And so what we're finding is uh, most people, 44% across the province, are saying that their communities aren't doing enough for seniors. Are not doing enough. Are not doing enough. And of course, that's hugely important because uh, Alberta and Canada's population is aging. And so... There will be more sooner, sooner rather than later, and that's putting a lot of strain on different social services, on, on health care. Uh, but also when we ask people this question, you know, in the here and now, people don't think enough services are being provided. Now, is that when you, when you ask that question, are you asking it of seniors or are you asking it of a, uh, a, broad, uh, a, a broad constituents of, uh, of Albertans? We're asking it of everyone, and it's interesting that, that younger respondents, those under the age of 50, are much more likely to say that the communities are not doing enough for seniors as opposed to seniors themselves. Seniors themselves are actually the most likely um, have to have the smallest spread as to whether or not they think that uh, the services are being met. So really it's quite a a big uh, difference here when you look at the age differences. Um, Only 37% of seniors say that their needs are not being met in communities. 50% of people 35 to 49 say the same. And this reflects uh, th- those realities that families are now finding, especially younger people, that they're being asked to contribute uh, to help their parents, to help their grandparents. Um, they see what's available for them and what's not, and it's not, in some cases, beating their expectations. So uh, just curious, not sure if the, the poll went into this level of detail or not, but when seniors are saying their needs aren't met, that 35%-ish, um, was there any, could we draw any conclusions about what needs? Were there broad categories, or was this just a broad statement? This was just a broad category to, to, to begin seeing um, if the topic des- deserves more exploration. I think one of the things that we found from the survey is that we might want to go back now and ask, now that we know that this sentiment exists, to, to drill down and find out what exactly is driving it and what needs and what more facilities and services can be added for seniors um, that we can invest in now so that we're not 
uh, disadvantage in the future. Anything that you start now will really have a benefit in two, three, four years in some mm-hmm. cases. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the population is aging. So if we don't make investments today, uh, we might not have the services in place uh, four or five, ten years from now. And then there's a real crunch when you have uh, the baby blue generation uh, sort of aging at the same time. And the other thing to keep in mind, and, and this is a good problem to have, I'll point out, people are living longer. And this is not a great problem to have, that everyone is living a little longer these days. As and long we as we're doing it with a good quality of life, though, right? As long as we're doing it with a good quality of life. Yeah. And that's the part here that we're looking at. But because yeah. of all these improvements in medication and different procedures, and, and the fact that we are all more aware, I think, of how to live healthy lifestyles, even if maybe not all of us engage in healthy lifestyles, at least the information is there in a way that it never was before. Um, so, you know, these are the realities that Alberta's going to have to face. And, and again, you know, um, it looks from the polling that people in Edmonton are actually the most concerned that Edmonton's not meeting the priorities or mm. needs of seniors. And so that's really interesting to us. And it, and it does show that there is a bit of a disconnect there compared to the rest of the province. Um, it does now, you were, sort of tell you. The, sorry, go yeah, ahead. David, the poll wasn't just looking at whether or not services uh, were being provided, but also about seniors' economic contributions. And I'm curious right. a little bit about that. Maybe maybe just walk me through a little bit about what, what you were looking for and what the polls sort of discovered about how uh, that 50, that younger than 50 group feels about economic contributions the seniors are making versus the seniors themselves. And that's a great question. And part of the reason to ask this is because any investments in, in one age group as opposed to another um, can lead to resentment if people don't think there's being value provided by that generation or value being provided in those services. So that's why we want to make sure we, we know what people's priorities are. When we ask people how valuable the contributions of senior cities, uh, citizens are to the community, uh, you know, overwhelming score is very valuable, even among those under the age of 50. And so that's very important that, that everyone across the spectrum thinks that what our seniors are doing for the community is valuable. And when we ask about their contributions for the economy, again, uh, seniors more, more likely than others to say that their contributions are valuable, and, and I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, 89% among those 50 to 64 uh, in, in the mid 70s for those 35 to 49, and in the mid 70s for those 18 to 34. So people right across the the age spectrum are telling us they think seniors are doing con- are important contributions to the economy and to their community. Um, so I think there is that social capital there to to invest more in senior services as a result, since there is that recognition that that this is a community of people who are helping out our communities and economy. Yeah, I think that's terrific. Um, David, we have to leave it there. I want to thank you for um, for clarifying what the what the poll was saying. And uh, clearly, there's some other questions you know we're gonna you want to ask, and we want to keep polling. But we uh, we look forward to keeping in touch with you on that. It was great to chat with you today. We've been joined by David Valentin, executive VP of Main Street Research, talking about a recent poll about um, how we perceive seniors' contributions. Um, now, before we uh, before we finish up this segment, I thought it was an interesting week. I just want to spend. Uh, a minute or two talking a little bit about uh, some some uh, big macro issues, uh, in particular oil. We've spent a lot of time talking about that, but also some central bank caution um, that has, uh, I think, um, taken some of the froth out of the interest rate moves that are being priced into the market. Now, in combination, these two things, oil falling uh, and some of the potential problems that, um, you know, that you might glean from that, i.e., is global demand, global growth, therefore, so global demand for oil, driven by global growth. Is it slowing? 
right? So we've had lots of recent data about the fact that even with these cuts that the OPEC and big non-OPEC countries have made, that in 2018, most recent forecasts would indicate that production supply is going to outstrip demand. So is that demand a growth issue? And if it's a growth issue, are we seeing a slowing in, the, in global growth and therefore global economies? Now, when we kind of take that data and we marry it to some of the commentary that's uh, come out this past week from various central bankers, including the Bank of England's governor, Mark Carney, who's a Canadian boy, and uh, there was some uh, speeches by various uh, U.S. Fed presidents. Charles Evans is one. He's a Chicago Federal Reserve Board president. Um, you know, indicating that perhaps the pace of growth is, uh, is not quite where it was. Inflation, and we got data in Canada on inflation, is moving away from central bank targets of 2%. So the national inflation rate in Canada, as an example, in May, falling to 1.3%. Uh, from a 1.6% headline print in the month of April. So as gasoline prices fall, they contribute to this disinflation or deflationary pressure that we're seeing. So it's interesting um, in trying to uh, amalgamate the data and make sense of it, but there's certainly, I think, the market interpreting this, the oil pullback, this issue about demand, the commentary from Fed, government, uh, Fed presidents and central banks around the world saying, Perhaps we don't need to move as fast or as far as previously indicated. Um, and then this, this move on inflation away from this 2% target rate that most central banks have, all sort of conspiring to create a little bit of a dark cloud uh, in the markets, I think, this particular week. Um, so we'll obviously continue to monitor those things, but this is, I think, the, the, the growing feeling that we were, we were seeing build in, uh, in markets. And then, of course, we'll have some price discovery in the bond markets and the, and the equity markets to try to figure out, you know, whether the bulls winning or the bears win in this particular argument. But those global macro uh, issues, I think, were, were very interesting this week. Now, um, I should uh, remind everybody that we've got a seminar coming up that we'd like to invite you to. It's going to take place on Tuesday, July the 25th. It's 7 to 8 o'clock as normal, and it's going to be held in the north this time at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine, Spirits, and Beer. And we're going to be talking about the opportunities and risks that lie ahead of us uh, and uh, how to position properly as you transition into or are living in retirement with respect to those various risks and opportunities. Stay tuned after the break because we're going to hear uh, the latest market update from Manulife's Dan Janis. You're on News Talk 770 and more than money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.